This is the Highline Podcast with me, Jamie. And myself, Aaron. We're back again to discuss this weekend's Premier League action after what was an entertaining, chaotic... It was a crazy one. It was a crazy weekend. weekend last weekend. I heard something that five of the top, four of the top five lost last weekend. Yeah. Except Bourne City. Only City, of course. Yeah. Had to make things boring. Yeah, the usual. I think there's only one place to start this weekend, actually. That's and that is... Spurs mess. That's with Spurs, because... I'm going to give an opinion, right? Okay. And this is... At this... I'm going to hold it. this. Come back to me with this okay. at the end of the season. I don't think Spurs are getting in the Champions League spaces. I really don't. So like, that, oh, that's a risky take. Well, I don't think they're going to do it, because... You're not convinced by what you've seen, no? I think if you go through their games since the start... They've got an awful lot of luck on their side. Like even even take the Liverpool game out of it, which they won. That was three points. They shouldn't have won that game, in my opinion. They shouldn't have won that game. Liverpool were better, and that's that's a hell of amount of luck. I thought they were very lucky against United to win that game. Yeah. I, thought, I thought United were on top the whole start of the game, and I've never seen anything like the naivety and disrespect that they showed when they went down to nine men against Chelsea. Like that game, I know we talked about this last, po- last yeah. podcast, but that game was there. But more so because of when you look at the damage that they ensued in the last game, they've lost matters, Van de Ven, Romero and Odogi now are, are suspended. And obviously Richarlison isn't there either. You look at who they brought on. Like think of who they brought on last I know, game. I know the depth. They don't have the depth. They don't, they don't have, have the depth. And especially with Richarlison out injured now, they don't even have as as below par as Richarlison has been since he's joined. They don't even have that gamble off the bench now. No. It's just going to be Brendan Johnson, Son up top, and Kulisevsky, and they don't even have James Madison in in behind. And he's been he's been instrumental to their attack and play. And at he's least, at the center of everything. I feel when Richarlison will come on while he hasn't been hasn't had a good start in Spurs at all, but he can be a nuisance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But he, 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 they don't even have that to kind of fall back on anymore, and he's out for quite a long period of time. But that's three out of the back four gone, Jamie. Like, I know, I don't know. Like, do you, know. Do you think, still th- think they're going to get Champions League? Um, I think they'll be helped by no European football. I think they'll yeah. be helped by the inconsistency of Manchester United and of Chelsea. The two of them don't look at the races. For as good as the likes of Villa, Newcastle and Brighton are, I think European football will stand to them. And I think their squads will feel the effects as they go on because I expect all three of them to... Maybe Newcastle actually now find themselves in a bit of a rut. Mm. But I see Brighton and Villa going far, going far in them yeah. competitions that they're in. And I think I think that will that will be in, yeah. have an effect on them. Like I just for sure. Thought, I just thought Ange obviously is the first job in an elite league and you can't do that like Chelsea are in an awful they're, they have an awful last season and a half but they still popped in goals when they finally yeah. could stay on side yeah. like they were all over them realistically like I know you could say yeah in the 94th minute Sol went down the other end of the pitch they, should, they shouldn't have been in it by the 94th minute any other team in the league would any other team in the league punishes them punishes them and it becomes even more like the, the scoreline is actually embarrassing and it's incredible I think that there's no discussion around that they lost how the game finished yeah like I wrote about it myself during the week and I said I can't I thought it was bonkers the attention and the praise that Postacoglu got because at the end of the day 
Only one team left that stadium with three points. Four goals. And they scored four and they scored four goals. Like I just I found it I found it incredible and I found it crazy. He's how, got an awful lot of praise. How much praise he got by well respected professionals in the game who I'm no for sure would not accept a four one loss at home in the derby. But you see Carragher. You see, like yeah. you've seen it on Monday Night Football his praise of Ange of Spurs could you imagine Carragher been asked to play that high line he would have went ballistic if it was any other manager in the league that did that what would Carragher say like think of managers such like if if, if the likes of an Eric Ten Hag went, down to, went out and did that managers who are kind of under pressure at the yeah. minute, they'd, have, they'd be absolutely across the papers across the, the media they'd absolutely be they'd be they'd be, they'd be washed like they really would. They'd be hung out to dry. If Eric Ten Hag did that, he would be deported back to the Netherlands. Without like it would it would be without question. Like he he he'd been slaughtered online and on Twitter and on every, all those social media he'd he'd be killed and there'd be pictures put up. I see the pictures put up. You know that high line yeah. where Chelsea have our four boys there there they are through like that Carragher was putting up saying this is brilliant. This is football. This is what it's about. That isn't football. It's fucking. It's a joke. It's. It's complete, as you said earlier on, it's complete naivety. It's complete naivety. Like, I and it's throwing away potential three points that if Tottenham Hotspur are serious about this, and look, it's a long shot, but Postacoglu has instilled a belief in that dressing room. It's clear to see in them. They've obviously buy into what he's doing, otherwise, they wouldn't be playing such an incredible high line. Mm. And with Arsenal being a bit inconsistent, City are getting used to a couple of new players, a few players leaving. You have to These chances come Once in A blue moon You need to take them mm. And I just I think it's an incredibly Valuable three points They're after losing there Yeah When they could have So easily No not so easily But they could have So possibly gotten Something out of that They definitely could have Stayed in the game better Like Chelsea are a team You've seen already So avoid of confidence And if they just said I'm not telling them to sit But I'm just telling them Not to play on the Fucking halfway line like, I know that like Anything but that I really think they could have hung on in the game and you can see there was mistakes in that Chelsea backline. Like Sun got through, there was the chance for, was it Bentancourt? Yeah, Bentancourt. Chance, oh. like huge chance. There's two chances with nine men. But anyways, yeah, I, I'm looking at Spurs. I just had to, we had to start there because I was baffled by the whole week of, of praise with Spurs and we're going to come on to their game this weekend later on. But shifting to Chelsea, can they truly build on that result against City? Do you think they have a chance? What do you think? I think... It'll be a long shot. Mm. I don't fancy them. But again, it's at Stamford Bridge. And they're, they're actually heavy underdogs. They have they have a man up top that's coming off the back of a hat-trick. Mm. So, yeah, you know, anything can happen in football. And I think football is a confidence game. And I think Chelsea, despite all the media attention on Tottenham, I feel like Chelsea might slip through the cracks a little bit. And they'll, they'll have left the game on Monday night feeling really good about themselves Mm. because that's a great win and it's a derby win and they scored four goals. Mm. But it was marred by the fact that, I think it was marred by, not even the fact that Spurs went down to nine men, but it was more so marred by their initial performance. Yeah. Like that, there was 20 minute spell there where the game was a joke. Like yeah, yeah. It didn't just, even feel like a game of it didn't football. Didn't even feel like a game. It was. It, it was, was like a game of basketball. It was just Spurs were just on this back. line, and it was just like a game of offside. But Chelsea just couldn't stay on. Yeah, and I don't know. I I thought it was. I think that that would. 
there's a possibility that stays in their head more yeah. than actually the fact that they scored two go- or four goals. That's the only thing. But like you mentioned, Jackson there, for any striker coming off a hat-trick, especially with the start he's had, it's kind of been a bit... He hasn't got the goal return I'd say he wanted. But he's in this very similar position to Hoyland with United, who's... Hoyland's grabbed a few in the Champions League, still yet to score in the league. Who do you think is the better striker up top? Who do I think is the better striker? Yeah. Oof. Do you think United have a better one up top or, or Chelsea? From what I've seen of Hoyland, he looks like a world beater. He looks, yeah, no, he do, he's promising looking. He like. looks, but I find I find both of them signings very interesting because it's two of the biggest clubs in England have gone out and they've splashed heavy money on relatively inexperienced strikers. They're both coming off the back of their first full seasons in the game. And I feel like it's just an awful lot of pressure on both of them. I think Jackson was 45, 50 million. Was he, yeah. Where did he come from? Villarreal. Was he, yeah, yeah. And I don't even think, I don't even think his goal return was that incredible. A bit like Hoyland's. Yeah, yeah, he was nine in Serie A, wasn't he, Hoyland? Something like that. I think it could have been 12, 18 professional goals in his career before he joined or something. Incredible. Like, it's an incredible roll of the dice, I think, from both clubs. Yeah. Without a doubt, especially when they're both vying to get back to some form of competitiveness with the top couple of clubs like and they're just not at it at the minute but that doesn't mean both like they can both change they can both improve in fairness I think Haaland as well shows how an absolute bags man up front can just drive you towards titles oh hugely and I feel like a club needs that number if they're really serious they need that number nine and for the likes of United and Chelsea, they have lacked that goal scorer in recent years. I thought they would have went for a safer bet, both of them, mm-hmm. considering how in need they were yeah. of guaranteed goals. Yeah. But from what I've seen of both Jackson and Hoyland, I think there's definitely potential there. It's just about how they handle handle the low points because the likes of Hoyland there now in the Champions League, he just he seems seems like he can't miss. He, he had a great game I mean he could have had a hat-trick in the first 25 minutes yeah and United looked like they were cruising I th- it's the best I've seen United it, all season it is the best I've seen United in the first until the Rashford red it's was it a red in your opinion I see why it was given I see why the red was given I think I think anyone who's watched football for a long time knows that he is no intention of even making contact with him. He's going to shield the ball. That's what he's doing. And the other player's leg just is under where Rashford is is placing it. It's really, really unfortunate. His ankle goes. But of course, when they send the referee over, they show him the still image of the ankle roll. Yeah. And, 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 that, and there's only one thing the ref is going to do in that situation. I think there was, in the Liverpool game I saw, only this evening there was a similar challenge that was yeah, it was yellow it was Endo actually Endo. That did a very similar challenge and it was only yellow, was yellow which I feel that challenge was I feel that Rashford challenge was at most you think a yellow a yellow card because I think anyone that's played the game watched <laughs> the game knows that he is shielding the ball mm. you look at the replays his eyes don't even leave no. side of the ball he has no intention of inflicting any harm on the opponent I think I think that game is a United win Without that red card, I really do. They were, they were very. Oh, very absolutely, strong. absolutely. I thought, they were. I thought Copenhagen were very poor. 
I, I thought their game plan was very strange. Strange. They never. They just sat off, United. and I think any team that has watched United United for five minutes knows that the way to get at them is they're to not, literally yeah. go for their necks for, because they're, they're so fickle. Yeah, no, they're not. But it, nonetheless, what happened happened. United ended up losing the game four three. Again, two penalties. I don't think were penalties. I don't know. Like, this, and that's the thing is when. When the Copenhagen man handled the ball, I was like, it's not a penalty. But, but because you gave the penalty earlier on, you have, have to give this one. Yeah. Like both players in both instances, I don't see what it is they can do. No. They're, they're no more than two yards away from the ball. No. The ball bounces up. Their arms, in my opinion, just just because your arm is out of your from your side doesn't mean it's in an unnatural position no you can't you can't go around playing football with your arms by your side just can't do that like like for Maguire's for example mm. he's going to put his hand on his opponent yeah. as a centre half would because you have to be physical yeah the ball bounces up hits him in his arm he's two yards away from him he has no time to react and, it's a penalty, and he gives it his penalty I don't know this is United have had some strange decisions given against him in the Champions League and they can't use it as an excuse no, because they have been very poor this season, but it it leaves them in an in an awful position that oh terrible. You're going at home on Saturday to Luton, <laughs> who you 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 have to fucking win. Yeah, and they're they, if they're they number they're, one. They're in trouble. Their number one priority this weekend is to not is to avoid embarrassment. It's to avoid fucking embarrassment. Honestly, yeah. it's to avoid embar- uh, embarrassment because if they lose, if they lose to Luton at Old Trafford. Oh God! <laughs> there'll be there'll be there'll be riots again. There'll be riots again, yeah. and Ten Hag, whether he deserves it or not, he'll come under again. I, serious scrutiny. I know, I know, but uh, I don't. Uh, he's some questionable decisions, yes, but the injury list is huge for Man United. It's huge. Oh, it's huge! It, it's, it's huge. huge. But so, they haven't played well. No, they haven't played well for the majority of the season. Luke played. Shaw's a massive miss for them. Huge because he even slots in centre back when there's yeah, an issue there. Massive miss for him. He's so important in the build up. He's so important defensively. He's so important to Rashford. Yeah, and to Rashford as well. He's who's, vital. He's absolutely feeling the effects of him not being there. Another team who could feel a small bit of pressure going into this weekend is Liverpool. They're off yeah. a very poor result actually against Luton. They're off a, a poor loss tonight in, in the Europa League. Yeah. Like they have to go in a not easy way, they have to go to Brentford. Or they have to take Brentford and yeah. to Anfield, and they have got to win that game. They have to win because, because they're in the race. They're trying to. They're in the race, and I said, I said in our last episode that I feel like Liverpool are in a title race, and mm. I don't. My opinion on that, I don't think, will change as the season progresses. Mm. But they are. They're under a bit of pressure there now. Brentford coming off a three wins, and straight, Brentford like. are coming off the back of three wins, mm. which. Again, has kind of gone under the radar a bit. They're sitting in ninth, comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. After, and they're doing well considering they don't have Tony. They are doing a lot better. And, and they still have Ivan Tony to come back in January. Will he though? I think he do should. You think, do you think Tony will not move on in January? I think he should, but I feel like if a club like Arsenal comes knocking, it'll be hard for him to say no. But I think for his sake, he should stick it out for the season, get back into the swing of things, get back into the groove, have a nice cup, few good couple of months at Brentford. Do you? Score some more goals and tip on next season and have 
an impact at a big club. Do you think, think he, he owes it to Brentford for sticking with yeah, him throughout defi- this controversy? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because Thomas Frank has been great to him. Yeah. And the club have been great for him. And even in general, the club bringing him there in the first place and turning him into the player he was, mm-hmm. he is now, is, I think he does owe it to Brentford Stater. Two teams that are flying really high at the minute, Villa and Brighton. An interesting contrast, the two of them. Both similar, both scoring lots of goals, both conceding lots of goals. Who would you, who would you have finishing higher? Personally, Aston Villa. You don't think Brighton would they where they play? No, I've been I've been really impressed with Aston with Aston Villa this season, and I feel like they're not getting half as much blood as, as Brighton. No, Brighton getting them all. Brighton are get Brighton are like Deserby. Deserby especially, and I have a lot of admiration for Deserby. He's come into a league he doesn't know, and he's got Brighton playing fantastic football. But for me, I can't ignore how poor they can be defensively at times. They concede mm. a lot of goals and most importantly they concede a lot of silly goals. Pathetic. Silly goals. Mm. Playing out from the back and there's a lot of bravery in playing from the back but there's there's certain moments in games where you just can't do it. They just persist with it. And I know Deserby is passionate in his ways and he feels as though the best way for him to get a result and is to play the way he wants to play but I think there's a bit of stubbornness there and he's getting an awful lot of praise in the media and as of late they haven't they haven't been getting great results. Do you think Deserby will get a big move? I think I think that's inevitable, yeah. I'm not sure where. I feel like he's it nearly feels like it's being led up to a city move. A Man City a, a move? A pep replacement. Yeah. He nearly feel it just feels that kind of way. But. Yeah, maybe. Someone could come knocking before then. Even someone in like Syria could come knocking before then. I think he is, he will get a big move because the football he does play is great and there's only so much you can do with Brighton. Yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like in the last few weeks they've, they've just, not been as good as they no. have been. No. And I think, but I do th- I do feel a lot of that is they have a lot of players that are being bedded in at the minute. Like they've... New players like Luke ba- McAllister, like, Luke yeah, yeah, Like yeah. Balaba and Gilmore are trying to hold down the fort yeah. in there at the minute in midfield. And they have to learn the league still. Billy Gilmore, tidy player, but is he, is he up to scratch? I don't know. Mm. And then... They've young Evan Ferguson who's still learning his trade. They've Joe Pedro he's not who's still learning. Not as many as I thought he would this season, Ferguson. No, but he's still only nineteen. He is only nineteen, but like, or he could even. I think he could even be eighty. With the with the ceiling, people are giving him, which obviously being Irish, I hope he has that ceiling. But he just yeah. hasn't. He only has four Premier League goals, even in the last. I still think as an eighteen-year-old playing for Brighton, four league goals at this stage is incredible. Brighton score. Brighton do score goals. Yeah, they do. They do. They're not. He's not. He's not. But he doesn't start that. every game, either. Like no. Deserby does a lot of rotation. No, he does. He does. There's very few mainstay. Like Dunk is 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 a Dunk is a mainstay. Matoma is a mainstay. Other than that, but they have inj- they have injuries too. Like Estupinian's injured, and Estupinian was brilliant for the last season. Mm. And Welbeck is injured, and he always comes in and does a job, and that takes the weight off Ferguson as yeah, well. And he's a good, he's a good player for Ferguson. And you need to that young striker big time. 
Oh, absolutely. That's that's where the likes of Chelsea and United need to be looking at. They need they need an ex- experienced man in there to come in and help the likes of Jackson mm-hmm. Ireland. So I think that's good for Ferguson that he has the likes of Danny Welbeck there that he can learn off every day. What Unai Emery then, in contrast, has done for a striker such as Ollie Watkins, who prior to Unai Emery wasn't even fucking played as a striker. He was off the wing. Me and you used to take the piss out of Ollie Watkins. No, completely pull the piss. Like when he get, when we'd be watching, we'd watch pretty much every game. Yeah. And when he'd be going through on goal, we'd say no goal. No. Safe, safe <laughs> yeah. enough here. Like. Honestly. There's no issue. We'd... You'd be looking. You just were never convinced he was gonna score. It was like ever. it was like Werner going through. Yeah, there'd on, be no issue. Like genuinely, he was the he was change. So the change I've seen in him since Emery's took over mm-hmm. has actually taken me taken me aback. I remember he went he went on a goal scoring streak last season. I think he scored like in six or seven straight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, I was watching. It. I was like, every week you were like, "This, this, this." That Ollie Watkins this, fucker this scored end. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Fugazi's going to end like it's, I was like this has got to end soon he's in this season and he's he's only behind Salah and Haaland in goal contributions is he fucking third yeah he's third Jesus and Christ. he's completely changed the way he plays and it suits him down to the ground it's incredible and that's got to be Unai Emery's coaching entirely mm. and he struck up he struck up such good partnership with Diaby he's been a fantastic signing for them and Diaby. he He's been. He was one of those players that you knew of, mm. but I always have that sort of. Since the likes of Werner, Havertz, Sancho, these sort of players coming from Bundesliga, they never seem to hit the ground running. And I kind of thought to myself, this Diaby guy, he's got potential, he's got pace, he's got dribbling, mm. but the Bund, but you got a lot of space in Bundesliga, and you won't have that space in the Premier League. But he is taken to the Premier League like fish to water, and he's been brilliant. And him and Watkins really do, really do have a great connection on the pitch. Oh, person though for Villa, who I mean, he came in as a, b- a big name sign in Pau Torres. Yeah, he, he's a strange one. He's a, I don't fancy. Him. Never, I never really I convinced by him. No, I don't fancy him because especially I, not defensively. Man United were were linked with him. I remember very very strongly a couple of years ago. The, the recruitment team were actually pushing for him over Lissandro Martinez. Yeah, but Ten Hag persisted with Martinez. With Martinez, yeah. But for whatever reason, I just I watch Pau Torres and I I don't love what I see. I don't love it. Like I think when Tyrone Mings is back in fish, I think Tyrone that spot is Tyrone Mings's. And we take the piss of Tyrone Mings. Yeah. Like on it, yeah. The difference in Mings and the difference in Mings is incredible. With Emery as well, like they make the managers make a huge difference on players. But I think Ezri Konza even has gone under the radar. He's been colossal at the back for Villa, yeah. and especially I think the next. I think Villa's biggest loss they could have and I think the toughest player that they're going to have going to end up letting go of and I don't think anyone will realise how important he is until he's gone is Douglas Luiz. Do you really think? He is really, really good and him and Kamara really hold down the fort. They have a solid midfield there yeah. because everyone thought when they signed Tielemans, Tielemans was going to slot right in here. Emery hasn't slotted Tielemans he in there. Com- he so. comes on as an, comes as an on. impact sub so just to control the game. and He has that quality that could get a goal but yeah. he, he's not he's not a mainstay in the Villa team. No. And that's Cam- a huge Kamara impact. and Luis have really good partnership there and the way McGinn comes in and floats around, it's a really nice dynamic and they play, they link up well and they play really good football and that's why I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, I think Aston Villa finish ahead of 
Brighton. Brighton. And I think Aston Villa are going to have a really good run in the Conference League. Really? Especially with Emery. His record in the Europa League yeah. is incredible. And this is the Conference League. And Villa have... They have a great chance. They have a great, they have a great home stadium yeah. for them home games. And they've got good, they've got good, they've got winners in that team. They've got a World Cup winner in that team. World Cup winner made the mistake to cost him last day. He did. But but he's I, a, he has but a good I, mentality. But I would say he's he's more than enough credit built up to... Yeah, no, he does. Martinez. Save himself from a mistake. We want to shift to um, two other teams that are vying for these top places in the Premier League, which is Arsenal, who are coping reasonably well without Anketia or, or Gabriel Jesus had a great win during really the week. Really good during the week. Yeah. Really good during the week. They made Sevilla look like schoolboys, actually. And Sevilla can be And Sevilla is a... Especially for English tough, teams. Tough, tough game. Like. Even two weeks ago, they won at Sevilla. And that was a great win. And then they came to the Emirates there last night. And Saka and Martinelli were fantastic. Really? Saka scored a brilliant goal. He's and Saka has been, hot and, cold Saka's been hot and cold this season. But I feel he's nursing an injury, I think. He's nursing an injury, I think, the last couple of weeks. Mm. But I love Bakaya Saka. I think he's, nah, he's, I think he's, he's incredible. After Salah, he's your right winger. You want him in the league like he yeah. is. For, really for absolute sure. Yeah. No, uh, what, 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 what some of the big teams could do with a right winger like Saka. Yeah. And with Newcastle now as well coming off that controversial win at Arsenal, they're away to Bournemouth. Do you think that's going to be any stick up there? Um, if you would ask me after Arsenal, I would have said uh, Newcastle will go to the vitality there they, and they'll pick up a handy win. Yeah. But very, Dor- Dortmund, have taught them, Dortmund have taught them a serious football lesson in the mm. last two games they played against them they were better than them yeah twice and they showed that know-how that teams that have been playing in Europe consistently have yeah, yeah like but then again you can't fault Newcastle for that Newcastle are in a position they could never have dreamed no. that they'd be in so soon after the takeover but yeah I don't know Bournemouth at home they're desperate for win Bournemouth need to start picking up points mm. big time it's an interesting one. It's on at the... It is It is interesting. It's another bloody Newcastle fucking live on Sky Sports game. Yeah. They, for whatever reason. They always seem to be... Live. They always seem to be live and every time you turn the telly on Newcastle they're playing. When you have money, you have money, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. What we do on on Fridays now as well, we do picks of the week, which is basically, I without t- Jamie doesn't know this, I've picked three games and I'm going to be picking three games every week that I would fancy a, a, it's good value basically for a bet and he has to basically tell me whether I'm bang on or full of shit so and I've never seen and I I don't have any he's no idea which, idea which games but this is again you can take this advice or leave it but no financial advice here please <laughs> I don't want we, we're too early into this for any fucking lawsuits but <laughs> the first game which to me is a no brainer when you, especially when you look at the odds and people might might not agree with me but it's back in Wolves to beat Spurs at Molyneux. I would be very much in favour of that. Would result. you? I thought yes. you wouldn't be. No, I, I feel like Wolves Wolves like, well, they're, will they're definitely do season. a number on Spurs they're in good. that game. Like Wolves already, they've beat City at home this season already. Yeah. They've drawn to Newcastle at home. They have a really, really good home record. And you've heard what I had to think of Spurs. Like they, they have so many injuries at the minute and they're just coming off that injuries you're going to see a real B team and that B team is Spurs there's a drop it's going to be Eric Dyer's first start 
You know, to be fair to him, he wasn't actually too bad when he came on. Yeah, but, but it's different. He, I he's away from strong. home now. He's at Molyneux, and that was that was front line will cause you problems. And I do not fancy Spurs' back line up against that Wolves attack at all. I would definitely, definitely say that there is a result in there for Wolves. Wolves are nearly three to one here to to win this game. Like it, it, it is. I think it's the best value you're going to find this weekend. To be honest, my second pick. And the reason that like the reason I've gone for the, this is quite an even game, okay? It's it's in the Palace Everton game, Palace at home, okay. And I'm going Everton to win this game away from home, away from home, right? But if you if you if you look at it, they are quite even. Both okay. they're quite even teams. Palace have won one game at home all season. They've won one game at home. If you go on Everton, have actually a pretty decent away record, where they've kind of the Bed West Ham away from home and stuff like that. I really, really fancy Everton here to take the bet Brentford as well away from home. And that's a tough place to go, that Brentford Stadium. I fancy Everton. In games like this where you have a toss-up, I'd go for the team that are better value. And Everton are 2-1 to one to win this. I, I really fancy Everton here. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Painful I feel Palace have Eze back as well. They're off the back. They won last weekend. Eze was back, he got an assist. And I just, I don't know, I feel like... It's a tight game. It's a tight game, but in games as tight as those, I would always be inclined to go for the home team. I know, I know, but yeah. And I was, I was impressed with, with Everton last week against Brighton. I thought they were they were really good. But Crystal Palace, I think with Eze back, I think that's a big, big bonus for them. And I can I can see them get I can see them winning that game. My ter- third one now is I'm back in a team that I thought were actually going to be near relegation at the start of the season. Okay. I'm absolutely shocked with where they are, how they're performing, and they're my most underrated of the season. And it's the West Ham Forest game, and I'm going with the home team, West Ham. West Ham. Yeah. Forest again have only won one game all season away from home, and it's against Chelsea. <laughs> you know what I mean does that even you know, does that even count does that even count at this <laughs> but you have West Ham have bet Chelsea as well at home they've bet Sheffield that's okay they've drawn to Newcastle bad loss away to Brentford last weekend I think they're going to bounce back I fancy West Ham here the good value as well I find West Ham an interesting interesting team at the minute yeah Um, I think they will they should I think they should beat Forest at home although I've liked what I've I liked what I've seen from Forest last weekend they were good they were really good yeah. and they've shown that they have a lot of pace and power and quality in the transitional periods like Elanga coming through Elanga Gibbs White yeah. like they've Hudson Adoy to come back as well yeah. and there's always a goal in Awanyi yeah. which if I think back to the beginning of last season I can't believe I'm saying that yeah, because he was, he was dreadful. Was he your worst striker in the league last year? He, Jamie, by the way, just for <laughs> reference, every single season at about takes him about a month, but he picks a worst striker <laughs> in the league, and every single time they're on the telly, that's my worst striker in the league, and they never like it was ju- to go back. We've been doing this when the when Newcastle signed my Joel first, Linton. That was my first worst striker in the league. And was Joel like, Linton back in twenty nineteen. Ass, and he was ass. He was terrible. Yeah, fair play to Eddie Howe though. He's got him playing amazing midfield. Like, but I actually don't have one this season. Do you know what? I'm gonna That's come. I'm gonna come back to you. I'm gonna come back to you on worst striker in the league. Monday. Yeah, with my worst striker in the league this season, because I always do find that that entertaining. 
Ah, it's brilliant. And you can keep an eye. It, 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 the, the worst drivers in the league can be quite entertaining to watch. But um, yeah, Awan Yee completely has taken me by surprise. And he's a proper handful. And he's got a finish in him. And Not too bad. But to go back to West Ham, I don't think David Moyes is getting enough as he should be getting out of that team. I think he's getting as much as he can. No, 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 no. Right, they've just lost, yeah, they've just lost Declan Rice, who is a shield for the back four. A back four I don't fancy, by the way. Okay. He he was a shield for that that back four. You don't fancy Zuma and Aguirre? Not really, no. I don't think Zuma's much good. I think he's he's club captain, though. He's club captain. That proves my point further. Like, I I actually think David Moyes is doing pretty good to get out what he can get out of this West Ham team. Like, Michael and Antonio was no goal machine. I, and he's I actually. Start, he's not starting up front anymore. Who's starting up front? Kudus. They have Kudus now. I like Kudus. Kudus up front, Bowen on the right, Paqueta in behind. Paqueta's good. Bowen's ben, great. Ben Rama, toss up, has his games. No then you've Ward Prowse. You've Ward Prowse and Alvarez. That's a good team. I, where do you think what that team should finish, though? So? Where do you think. Where do you think that that good team that you think should finish in your opinion I'm going to go through it so I can because, because, when, I, because, because when I say this people are going to go oh shut the fuck up man. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. full of shit but Ariola is a French international goalkeeper he's having a great season the back line is not as bad as you're making them out to be Emerson is playing really well that and yeah you're just judging him off his Chelsea time that but lad. he Kuf- has Kufal been on the right I, there's, a re- there's a reason I didn't go for him Kufal first on the right, there's lad. a reason I didn't go for Kufal first oh, but I like Aguero was good at the World Cup and he's been solid so far Zuma is solid at the back he, kick, he kicks, kicks cats okay we're not going there yeah. <laughs> we're not going there he does Ward Prowse and Alvarez Ward Prowse Alvarez and Paqueta is a midfield three that managers in the Premier League would bite your hand off. They would bite your hand off to have that midfield three. Alvarez has excelled in a possession-based team and he marshals the ship. Ward-Prowse, set-piece specialist, good on the ball, has a goal in him, good leader, good character, good personality. Lucas Paqueta, skillful, has mo- has that moment in him. He's a game. He's a game changer. Jared Bowen has proven no, Bowen is great. for the last three seasons that he has goals in him from all facets of play. He can score his head. He can score his left. He can score off. He can score coming off the right. He can score coming off the left. He can score through the middle. He's shown all that. And Kudus looks a really good player. And when I look at that team, he was leaving Ben Rama again. Yeah. Look, Ben Rama has a moment in him. <laughs> As same, same with Andrew Downs and there's a moment and I'm like <laughs> wonderful left foot they'll sign a left winger in January if they sign, they sign a good left winger in January they're well underway they're a left winger and a right back away from being a really solid so, team where do you think that really solid team can finish? I see no reason why West Ham can't be battling with the likes of easy now Brighton Getting into eighth, eighth or seventh. Jesus, I don't know about that. I don't. Think, I think that's overshooting it. I think smack bang mid table is really good for them, and they're currently twelfth, which is what leads me to believe Moyes is doing a pretty okay job. I I mean more so the way they play, as well. They do play semi terrorist football, but I Moyes when, has when, always been that 
He's, yeah, but those players that I've named out, it's just such a waste seeing them parking it yeah. and playing pragmatic and hoofing. I know they're not doing it anymore. Hoofing the ball up to Antonio and Antonio trying his best to get something out of an attack. Mm. It feels like such a waste of talent because they have. I go back to it. That midfield three is brilliant. Midfield is no, their midfield three is and, very and he's solid. playing Baketa out left wing at the minute to try and. I don't even know what he's trying to do. <laughs> I'm trying to t- I'm trying to compute in my brain what Moyes is trying to do putting Paquette out left wing I, just, I don't know yeah it's a waste an absolute waste he saw Pogba play there in 2018 he's, and exactly. said you know what I'm going to chance it he's seen Pogba play out on the left wing and grab he said, a goal and an assist he said fuck it Paquette can do a job out there that's that's the three picks scandalous and I want we should definitely I want to go through the rest of the Premier League because it is actually a really really interesting weekend I want to hear your opinion on the other games I actually it, think the rest I think in the rest of the games I feel like they're all very straightforward do you? my opinion yeah well, let me hear this when I go when I go through the games okay I, okay okay Arsenal Burnley well to start off with Arsenal Burnley that's an easy Arsenal win Burnley have shown nothing I can't believe I said this in the last part I can't believe Burnley have been so bad I really can't they've not been convinced they've, they broke the they broke the record for the most points in the championship like. I know to come up and be so incompetent. Yeah, but the champ. I know football they played in the championship. I've seen Norwich have similar seasons where they've set the league alight and they've played this amazing football. They come up to the Premier League, they try to do it and they can't do it. And I think that's just a classic case of what's happening. Do you think that's a case of company trying to play the same way he did in the championship? Oh, trying to change. Absolutely, he hasn't tried to change at all. He's he can't compete. Sticking to his principles, and there is of course admiration and I respect for that. But there comes a time when. Football, I say it time and time again, it's my number one motto in football. It's a results business. And Burnley need to get results if they want to stay in the league. If they don't want to stay in the league, keep playing or playing. United Luton. That's United, man. You think? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be so confident. With I was, I, I'm convinced of what I've seen in the first half an hour and I think the red card really shook them up and I think when they go back to having 11 players on the field at Old Trafford, feel the crowd will get on their side and you think Luton don't have anything for them after coming away at a point from Liverpool if it was, if in contrast if the game was at Luton Stadium I would say an either toast okay so you it's think just it's the because fact of the it's Old at Old Trafford I don't think Luton will be United at Old Trafford right if, if they do Monday's going to be interesting if they do though oof yeah if they that's that that's just that oof. danger. Villa, Fulham. Villa win. You think? Fulham, oh, Fulham were dreadful. Fulham were, Fulham, right, were dreadful. Fulham were dreadful against United, but Fulham have had have been decent this season, I find. Like, like, do you know how good a manager has to be to get Raul Jimenez to go score some goals? They're 15th. We're going to move on. We're going <laughs> to go to Bournemouth, Newcastle, and Newcastle are getting all three there. Yeah, Newcastle win that game. Brighton against Sheffield at, the, at Brighton. Brighton win. Brighton win. Yeah, Sheffield, they're just not, they're not cutting it yet, at this, at the, even though they're coming off. Come on, for win. Do you know what the thing is? Do you know what? Go back on that, just, 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 just think a small bit longer I there. I'll think a little bit. I like Sheffield's front too. I like when they play McBurney and Archer up front. And I like the sign in Hamer. That's all I have to say about Sheffield, because yes, that's they, all I like about them. They're probably not going to come away with three no, though. They're it's, not. It's tough they're not even getting Brighton. one. They're not even getting one. I, Brighton just beat just beat Ajax in Amsterdam they're not going to go to their home stadium and lose to Sheffield talk to me about Liverpool versus Brentford I think this 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 could be an in- I think if it was at Brentford 
Yeah, different I'd story. really fancy different story. I'd really fancy a Brentford uh, a Brentford to get something from the game, but I think Anfield will know yeah. that they need to get behind them at the minute. They, they they can't lose absolutely. So I think Anfield will pull them through there. Yeah, the so that's that's why I feel that's a Liverpool win. And the big one of the weekend is Chelsea at home at Stamford Bridge to the champions Manchester City. Do you see only an away win? Yeah, I would be inclined to say that's a that's a City win. Yeah. Although like, I just I f- confidence is a funny thing, and I feel is. like Chelsea will take confidence from that game. It's just how long they can keep City quiet for, mm. and hope they can nick something. Like I definitely don't. I'm de- I'm definitely not ruling Chelsea out. Like I'm definitely not thinking it's it's no hope. I I think they'll quietly have confidence in the in the win at Spurs. I think Poch is an amazing coach. I think he'll set them up in a way that will make City it will make it more difficult for City to do what they want to do, which is pop the ball around. Stamford Bridge is very tight. Yeah, it's very very tight. It's not it's not like the Eddie had. It's not a game for Doku. It's it's not a game for Doku. It's a game for more Grealish. It is more of a Grealish. Grealish game, and Foden to get into the pockets and yeah, it is probably work in tight spaces. Especially Doku. It would be an interesting matchup to see Doku constantly up because Doku was a dribbler. Reece James, Reece James leaves James. leaves that game with one hamstring. If Doku if plays. even if even whereas if Grealish plays, he'll be alright. He'll 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 live to tell another day. Yeah, well, Grealish won't go at him. You know see, I seen during the week there Grealish started against young boys didn't. Incomplete one dribble against young boys. That's Grealish. That's Grealish. I think he's in trouble in that city team. I really do. I think Doku is going for his neck, and he's getting and it. He's he's, he's getting it. Pep down. loves he's him. Stepping down Pep on loves him at the minute. But I, I think when you look at, I love I love Grealish. I think he's a great player. Yeah. But when you look at Doku and you look at Grealish, there is absolutely no comparison in terms of entertainment. He's such a throwback winger. Getting player, getting fans off their feet. Doku reminds me when I started watching the Premier League in 2006, he reminds me of wingers you'd see week in, week out. Like you'd see the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo for for United. You'd see the likes of like a, like a, an Anelka on the left at Chelsea. You'd see like a... Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I know exactly you'd, what you're trying to say. You'd see these crazy... Like even Stephen Pienaar, I remember, for, for Everton. Like he was a phenomenal, phenomenal winger. These types of wingers that would just constantly cause havoc to yeah. the fullbacks. I have so much love and appreciation for wingers that just go at their man. Go constantly. at their man. Like it, that's why players such as like Mbappe and stuff are such a joy to watch because they're constantly, constantly just going at their man. Whereas Grealish, he's much more calculated, much more slow. He, you know, doesn't mean he's any less of a player, but he, he's not my style of winger that I love to watch as much as I love Grealish. No. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't get you off your feet. No, he wouldn't, really wouldn't at all. But that's that's the Premier League preview for the weekend. I really can't wait for the weekend. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's going to be great. I, I think it's going to be really good. I think yeah. it's going to be goals. I think that's a goal fest of a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Watch us come back on Monday now. And uh, it'll be 1-0. Nil, 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 all around. Yeah. But anyways, look, interesting to see what my picks come out like, see if I'm right yeah, or arseways. For sure. But I, I'm kind of Looking forward to myself. Monday now. Looking forward to Monday to yeah, see if, know, who's much. right, who's wrong. Yeah, no, very Has good. anyone proved us wrong, right? Has anyone... Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It'd be very interesting. Trickled their way into our thinking. And next week, I think we're planning on, because obviously it's international break, we're going to be doing kind of a, a quarter season review. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely review the Premier League action anyways, Monday. Yeah. And maybe come Thursday, we'll have a bit of a 
we'll have a, a, a Premier League review and we'll go through the season so far oh, by the way we take this very seriously like when, if we're going to be doing that on Friday that, that podcast next yeah. Friday and we will for the day of Thursday we will sit yeah. down and we will argue about each of our picks absolutely so we're going to do that and that'll be a good crack for the for the internationals but yeah another another great dose of yai talk yeah absolutely very good so enjoyable thank you everyone for what, for listening again and we'll see you next week guys have a happy Premier League weekend Let's we'll catch it. you on Monday <laughs> <laughs>